right, y'all. Welcome back to uh, Uncle Buck's house. It is a uh, another beautiful. It's cold as shit, uh, but it, it is another beautiful day um, here in Flyover Studios. Nick is back with us this week. Um, some schedule, yes. some scheduling issues did not uh, allow him to be with us last week, um, but he is back this week. And we also have uh, we had such a great conversation last week. We had to bring Jared back in this week uh, to talk some more about uh, just sort of you know the planetary state of things and also like. I, I thought that was a cool term I put in the definition. I was happy about that. The planetary state of things. I enjoyed it. I don't know. Um, but you guys have been uh, downloading the episode, and that's a lot of fun. So um, we got Jared back in here to talk about some other stuff. And uh, yet, uh, before we get into all that, though, I do want to let you guys know, um, on April the 12th, we have Matt Alano Martin coming into uh, Indie Craft Brew in uh, Muncie. Um, that's a free show. Starts at 8 o'clock. Um, and uh, we will see you there. Uh, uh, April 12th, um, check out Matt Alarton, uh, Matt Alano, Martin comedy.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you there. Um, but yeah, well, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Nick, before we dive into, um, the, the bulk of our conversation here, we went to dinner last night and we had, uh, for your wife's birthday, for mm-hmm. Tiff's birthday. And, uh, it was good as hell. I've never had the chimichanga Acapulco, but my, uh, grandma orders it all the time. I never knew why. It's because it has all the meats. Everything. I didn't know that. I it's, thought she was just getting something that, like, the only thing she could pronounce. Their their chimichangas are probably yeah. my favorites. It was pretty good, man. I enjoyed but, it. Uh, but then you guys, we uh, had to take off a little early, but then you guys went to an escape room. We did. And it was it was a lot of fun. I thought it would, like, be made up, but it was actually about a, a, um, a mystery still to this day, I believe about King Ludwig um, in the castle. <laughs> a long word that started with an I S. I can tell you right now, it's fa- if that's the name of the castle, it's fake as hell. Well, I mean, it's an actual word, but <laughs> I don't speak German. There you go. So, um, but no, um, so, he, so the tale is that he drowned himself by suicide, and our, our task was to figure out if, if that actually happened. There was no water found in his lungs. Um, so during the whole thing, there was a, there was Illuminati gestures. Um, yeah. There were like books and um, letters that were written from one king to the other uh, talking about the Illuminati and how um, they were. Um, this, this, this all had to do with like marble, limestone, sandstone, and the transportation and the um, payment and like who controlled these quarries. Oh, so yeah. very political, very similar to what's yeah, going very on Masonic. now. Very Masonic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We didn't. We were one task away from getting out. Um, they didn't have. They didn't pre- prepare properly, <laughs> in my opinion, because we had a dry marker and we needed that marker for the for the last. Uh, yeah, uh, lock. But no, man, it was it was a blast. I highly recommend it. Hell yeah! Like at this point, I'm surprised they don't have like Illuminati restaurants. I'm surprised you can't go to like the Illuminati Bar and Grill and go sit at like some some like where you're served by people in these giant coats, masks. Like, yeah, and then they're wearing like <laughs> eyes wide shut sorts of masks. It's dark and ominous. In yeah, there. if you can go to lingerie night, why can't they have an eyes wide shut night? That 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 actually would probably be really cool. 
Well, oh, I mean, man. it's said to happen. That's what Maria Abramovich, what is it, Abramovich? Marina Abramovich. Mar- Marina Abramovich. That's mm-hmm. said what she does. Well, yeah, I mean, spirit cooking. that spirit kick- cooking stuff is fucking wild. God, I thought man. it was like a, like kind of a host, like like not a satire or parody, like somebody was just kind of. Well, she calls it an art installation, which sure. I mean, you can shoot someone on a white canvas and call it an art installation, but still murder. Yeah, you but know what I mean. Eating a cake that looks like a human. Yeah, that's that's odd. Very weird. Uh, but yeah, as we're into the light topics today, we're into <laughs> let's. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm uh, very stoked to have Jared back in here because um, we had a really cool conversation last week that we touched on a lot of like. Um, uh, mainly in regards to like the Aries Libra sort of balance of the spring and fall was a big was a big part of that. Um, in regards to like you know, I don't know so, so some of the happenings in the world. Um, but let's kind of let's kind of pull the reins back a little bit because I think um, there's a lot of things that I specifically like. One of the things you said last week that that really um, was surprising to me is something about is what you said about uh, the non visibles. As opposed to like the um, visibles regard to being what we can see with the naked eye. Can, l- let's go into a little bit more detail about that. Um, so, so w- what you said last week was that um, is it is it traditionally like the Vedic astrology that you study that deals more in the in the visual? How does that work? Was I here last week? <laughs> uh, Where you, you referencing something? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like the the way that this system works is um, based on visibility with the naked eye. It's all light. It's a science of light. And like if uh, like the Vedic word for it is like Jyotish, like which means like science of light, you know, so you're literally observing the motions of things that you can see, like things that are reflecting light in the in the sky and you know wherever that is like the sun's light that's everything is just reflected solar light so like there is only one light and it's you know yeah reflected in these different ways so it's like you need to be able to see it you need to be able to see the light that it gives off and that's we've kind of run into a little problem since the discovery with telescopes and other things like oh there's other bodies in the solar system and yeah and I just think, great, okay, they're out there. Don't know what they do. I can't yeah. use them. Like they don't work, or you know. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Because <laughs> you know they're you know, and that's what even like you know we use eclipses. Like those are shadows. Like they, those aren't. Yeah. There's no which body is still an effect of light. See it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can still see it reflected through the light. Yeah, yeah. Is observable. So that's why, like, yeah, there's like asteroids out there, and there's outer planets. Yeah. That you know, but you're not a hail bop guy. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Am I like in a comet cult? Kind of <laughs> Are you waiting for the next like run of UFO of comet cult? <laughs> Are you one of those yeah. comet miners? Uh, Turn it into one of those. Oh, God, right. Yeah, one of those Anunnaki, right? That's what they were, right? They were uh, mining asteroids. Mining asteroids, mining planets. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, okay, that that makes... Mining Uranus. (laughs) I had to. Was he hitting on on you? Huh? Maybe. 
Okay. I don't know. Just want to we'll, make sure it wasn't. We'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. No, um, so like the uh, um, the like because that was something that, that sort of made it make sense a little bit more for me because when we talked in the end in regards to like the Pluto conjunction and the like and the repeating numbers of the two twenty two twenty two and I, I do sort of tend to agree with you that like you know um, the uh, that you know I think people see a lot of repeating numbers and it takes meaning to them in which things in which it receives the meaning in which we put into it, sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. Um, but, but when what you were talking about, uh, in regards to, um, uh, the, like the, the being able to see it with the naked eye, that made a lot of sense to me because it's something that, that being an ancient form of, of science, like you said, the science of light, um, you know, it was, could only be seen by the naked eye in the very beginning, obviously. And I think that's that's really, really interesting to me. Well, and if you want to go um, quadrivium, too, oh, yeah. what we're dealing with are simply the, the single-digit numbers, one through nine. Yeah. That's what we're working The power with. of the nine. So numbers, the one through nine are like the sun through Saturn. Yeah. Or, you know, like one through seven is sun through Saturn, then eight and nine are, you know, the two eclipse points. That's your, your single-digit, you know, so... Pythagorean, oh, yeah. you know, like that's, yeah. that's why we're using those body because, like, numerically, I think you know, all that maps onto like people forget to like planets are numbers, too. Sure. You know, it all maps on in the days of the week, yeah. You know, same sort of you know, there's yeah. just a so what yeah, isn't, um, isn't the days of the week that that was once based on the solar system itself, wasn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, every day is like a, those are planetary days. Like the eclipses don't get their day because, like, I'm guessing they don't have bodies. Like, not, there's not like a, but like you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is just Sun, Moon, Mars, Mercury. You know, just yeah. right on down that order. And and, and what I read yeah. was that's kind of how they were able to tell when there would be an eclipse. Um, it was it was more for farming and like crops and being able to tell when like their most um, optimal time of of farming and seeding would be yeah yeah planting by the moon and stuff i mean like planetary like days of the week are just simply like used for like strengths like a like it's all like i think you know i mean it's like you've got your priest you know who lives in the you know and he figures out the timing to do everything and it's just like the, you know like a calendar it's like when's the right time to do this when's it a strong time to do this when is this strong when is this strong and you know you're just calibrating that and planting for sure yeah that's more a solely lunar probably i would say and you know or you're dealing with the the whole uh, gotcha with the tropical sun earth relationship so, for planting but. so so like um, what would be what would be the strengths for the days? Like like what like what's an example of like, a, um, like you Monday. know the names of the day? Like they're yeah. like basically a planetary names. Oh, okay, you know, and then, and then the characteristics moon, of that or... the characteristics of that planet, uh, sort of are like strengthened on that day, or or I would say like this is the time when it is like with, there's strength available to do this thing. Oh, okay. Mm. Gotcha. You know, Which that's is... just like strength. Like there's yeah, like yeah. force and if the but then you have to map that again in real time. Yeah. What is the lord of that day doing, you know, is sure. this relevant to whatever the heck I want to do? Yeah. Or uh, 
Yeah, something like that. Sure. That, that but then there are other, like, yeah, there are four other levels of FNAF. But. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense when you think about um, people nowadays talk about, you know, rituals being done mm-hmm. in plain sight. The, the Super Bowl, yeah. for example. Um, always on Sunday. Always on Sunday. You know, um, I have my son's birthday was uh he he was born 213 2013 at 1223 all one twos and threes his name is orion um i just like i didn't make that up the doc that that that's what the nurse told me and she was like well this like this is insane i've never really seen anything like this and neither have i so i don't and you were talking about buck self-fulfilling prophecies you know maybe i did instill that maybe you know, because I thought when I was a kid, uh, 15 or so, you know, I knew I would have a kid and I, I knew I knew it would be a boy and I knew I was going to name it Orion, him Orion. And that's what happened. So it that when when you guys were talking about the self-fulfilling prophecies and um, the like dates and times and that's what I was thinking about. And it was just, it was just it kind of uh, opened up a new perspective to me. I think. uh you know, we put in a larger historical context. It's worth noting that, you know, like we had a like that turning point around the Enlightenment or something mm-hmm. where or at least, you know, track it back to whenever we like sort of stripped time of yeah. any sort of god or meaning around like, the time of like the their gregorian you know, calendar sort of or like one minute is the same as every yes. like the, like yeah, the yeah, sort yeah. of i don't know if that's like science taking over whatever yeah. but you know the minute like that starts to happen you know that's you know because like god is time <laughs> in yeah and what we're i'm talking about here and and like you know, astrology is very much like no, ever no, every moment is not like every moment that yeah. would you know, and like we are embodiments of time. Like that's all, you yeah. Know, time like is the substance, you know. And so you know, um, but like sort of our material science still kind of operates under that threshold. Like it doesn't matter when I do anything or, you know, that time as a fact is just assumed to be, mm-hmm. you know, a, a constant and that kind yes. of a constant meaninglessness in exactly. a sense. But, um, well, and that kind of, and sorry, not, not mm-hmm. to cut you off, but that kind of brings me to, um, one of the things I want to talk about, and we have a little video to get into here in just a minute, but like sort of the, the way that those words have the, the way that we refer to those, like like the terms of the week, you know what I mean, and how they uh, um, when you said when 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 that time starts to become meaningless, I mean there are so many people who feel like the day to day can feel very meaningless. Like we kind of talked about last week, like the whole sort of you feel like you're just living to work sort of thing. Well, and that's why I, I also think people like grasp onto things like eleven eleven twenty two 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 two. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're like that seems me the repetition. You know, yeah. Because I think as a and baseline, we catch patterns easily. Well, it's like we're we're starved of meaning. Like if time is mean, then like that's this is the like the sort of atheism. The material atheism is time is meaningless or yeah. 
you know, time is qualitatively the same no matter. And like, so that there's a base that I don't think a lot of people are aware that they're going through life feeling that way. And therefore sure. their own lives are meaningless. Yeah. Because all we have is like a little precious time. And mm-hmm. if that is at baseline, they're, you know, subtly told that that is meaningless. But that's why I'm like putting it in that, mm-hmm. you know, this has been going on for many hundreds of sure. years now. And absolutely. It doesn't mean that like when it wasn't happening, like there was astrology and like people were being burned at the stake. And you know, it doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, or that people were treating time differently. I don't know. However you want to phrase that. Yeah. That's that's actually, I was so. going to bring that up. Um, I Like, I think the perception of time has definitely changed over the different centuries, the different types of errors that we've had. Um, Cause the calendar wasn't the calendar that we have. Perception you know, of time is power. If you can control people's yes. perception, you know, like whoever creates that. Yeah. Which the civilization is mm-hmm. timekeeping. And, and that's, that's, that yeah. was John D Rockefeller's whole vision of the industrial revolution the earth, I'm sorry, the industrial error, um, create that job that would keep them happy, keep them in place, um, give them enough money to where they can purchase the things that I, that I create that make, keep, keep them happy enough, keep them in this scheduled life, make sure, make sure that they think that they have this structure and they have this, um, meaning and you know, it's not, it's not worthless. And so some people back then that their perception of time obviously wasn't like ours now. They, it may have been meaningless to them. They may have not had a job. They may have not known what they were supposed to do here. And all of a sudden Rockefeller comes in and completely changes the world and gives you a job and says you need to work for 12 hours in this factory in order to be meaningful. And by that I'll give you money and I'll give you power. And from that, the perception of time completely changed and the whole work ethic and um, what you should be working towards all that, all, all that changed. Well, and, and also just sort of preceding that a little bit was sort of the decimation of being able to do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was like, you know, the, the, the Western sort of expansion, there was a lot of uh, conquering, obviously. Sure. Um, like, you know, and, but at the same time, there was a lot of settling and there was a lot of the, you know, um, you know, individual liberty was held at the highest standard, which is, you know, um, something that, you know, uh, uh, was, you know, sort of came in and chopped away. And then eventually, yeah, like you said, um, they were struggling for meaning. And, you know, this, you know, sort of the industrial revolution comes by and sort of hands it in this sort of little container, like you said, and they sort of compartmentalize it and it, you know, um, and it caused a lot of, it's, it's obviously caused a lot of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of, um, flourishing and a lot of successful people, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of people who lived very unfulfilling lives even though they maybe had a decent paycheck and it's, and like you said last week, fulfillment is really what we're going for here is, is how can this lead the most, you know, how can we lead the most fulfilling, you know, um, life in that regard? Um, and I think it's definitely one of those things that like, I mean, maybe it wasn't done on purpose. Yeah. We tend to lean towards the conspiracy ideas here, but they're obviously just the most interesting, whether they're true or not, we may never know. But, um, 
like, but this little video I want to play, it's like under three minutes, talks about how the terminology that we ha- use, um, like, can have double meanings and how, and our brains are supercomputers that our external voice, you know, can program. And so. What's that Illuminati? Um, there's an Illuminati reference and it's a word that can be read um, like upside down and um oh like, it's two different words it's, upside yeah, down it's and... it's two different words so if you read it one way it'll say like uh lights and if you turn it upside down it may say darkness or that's yeah. not what it is but there's i think there's different ones yeah. i think the actual word illuminati um it's you can read the word Illuminati if you write it one way, turn a paper over, and it reads Illuminati the other way. Well, the, as well. well, well what you're thinking about is a style of artwork in which it's, someone who's like good at the style, of, like this type of artwork and, and writing, can take any two words and make it look one way, one way, and turn it over and make it look another. Uh, I can't remember the. It's like uh, it's like calligraphy on steroids. Yeah, so that's um, so that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about like a symbol that might have two different meanings. No, no, not a symbol. I'm talking about like yeah, like some people have missed tattoos a lot, where it'll say like it'll say light here, but then if you turn their arm upside down, it'll say dark. Like, oh, okay. um, is that what you're talking about? Well, that's I think that's what I said at first. Oh, and then okay. I, and then when I thought of that tattoo, I was thinking of the Illuminati drawing that I mm. saw, but it said. Illuminati both ways. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I bet. It. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's dope as fuck, though. If, if that, if that's a real fucking thing. Um, My name smells boobs. <laughs> turn it upside. Well, down. you turn it upside down. Smells boobs. That's my favorite. That it used to be it was the a calculator. It was yeah, a calculator I, I didn't get though. to. I never got to have the calculators in school because I would always do boobies because <laughs> you just needed a thirteen in there. There was like a whole. Uh, there was a whole formula. There's a boobies formula that you could do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going to, uh, this video is called Secret Spells of the English Language. And just kind of like, you know, we obviously didn't pick these terminolo- this terminology, but when you think about it, you know, whoever did pick this terminology may have, I don't know, had something interesting in mind. But that sort of double meaning, like you're talking about, Nick, like almost just in a verbal sense, not a visual one. So, what do I mean by the secret spells of the English language? Well, let me share with you what I call our premier life sentence. And it goes something like this. We awake each morning and go off during the weekdays to earn the living at various jobs and undertakings until we come to the weekend. And this seems perfectly acceptable to most people. However, more people die between six and nine on a Monday morning than any other time of the week. So I do what I call a translation of the English language, and I spell that T-R-A-N-C-E with the idea that words cast spells. So when you translate that life sentence, you remember that a wake is a funeral party for the dead. Mourning is the state you're in when you attend a wake. And you would have to be in a week days to earn the living, since urns are for the ashes of the dead. We call our jobs undertakings. Oh, wow. Job itself is a Hebrew word for persecuted. And what we get at the end of this perverse bargain with life is the weak end of the deal as we become progressively weakened ourselves. 
And so our most prevalent greeting to each other is, hello, the reverse of which is, oh, hell. And at first, I suspected the hands of collusion entangling the language to foster illusion. And I think it's quite true that a culture's theology has a great deal to do with the word's etymology and how it evolves over time to combine incompatible meanings that may undermine the original thoughts it was meant to define. But now, I don't think it's planned, for the thing that I've found is that like concepts can gravitate toward the same sound and vibrate at the rate that our thoughts designate. Because words are electromagnetic vibrations whose fine alphabetic tintinabulations can take on the tint of our true expectations, which they then imprint on Bishka our bars. mind, Man, I was causing just... sounds to adhere when they're of the same kind. She's a ghostwriter for somebody. She needs a, she needs the that, fucking slopping of her mouth fucking driving me nuts. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> I didn't that was a bit that was intense. Part of this. That that yeah. that was a bit. But intense. no, I thought that was really. Uh, she was nervous. Say what? She was nervous. She was very nervous. Very nervous. I mean, but that's some that that's some bold bold stuff to say. I'd be I've a little heard nervous. her before. I think she's been a uh, really fireside chats. Oh, nice. She very cool. On there. Was, Hell yeah. You're a higher very side cool. listener. Nice. THC, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out Greg Carlwood. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was just a really cool sort of like, um, you know, etymological breakdown of those words and the way that like, yeah, we didn't pick those. Those words were picked for us, you know, probably by, I mean, we have to, it's pretty well known that the major institutions of the world have been ran by sort of the same you know, level of secret society members for how long now, you know, and, and, you know, they could very well understand that sort of level of, uh, you know, science that, because I mean, magic ultimately is just science. We don't understand yet. Right. Mm, I think it's, it's, just, it's just unproven. I think, uh, I think we have no way to prove that it happens, but like, you know, some shit seems fucking magical. I think it is more along the lines of, um, misunderstood or misinterpreted. Because um, I don't, I don't think it's magic. I think it's that that is just the world we live in, yeah. and people have said that it is magic, so that others don't look into it to kind of harness that stuff. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the ancients back in the day. The when I say ancients, I'm not talking about like superhuman people. I'm just talking about people from very long ago. Yeah. You know, they were able to figure out how to build these massive structures without any computers or anything as, as far as we know without any um you know super uh technological advancements and um you know there were healings that they would talk about using vibrations sure. and, and and sounds and um there were pools of water that they would get into to heal themselves and there were chants and i mean there was you look at the bible all these hymns that are in the bible those are um, those are rituals. They're it's it's nothing more than a song that's being on that that's on the radio today. Yeah. And when you have a group of people in a room chanting the same tone and well, like that vibration, you get someone like Jared who has a very deep voice. Yeah. That vibration is going to just 
it's going to fulfill that room and it's 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 going to go wherever it's going to go after that point all that energy in there but well i have a, a ahead, point yeah. on that and actually what turns out to be the more crucial element is not that you're doing it in the same place but that you're doing it at the same time yeah that was exactly what yep. i was about to say you i think know. time and when so that sort of thing happens so we're back to again yeah magic whatever if we're asking going to, but like yeah to, that kind of returns us to our you know an ensouled universe is like back to like meaningful time or mm-hmm. you know it matters when you do something and so like yeah i want to know the mechanics of whatever life it is like if we need to know that that matters you know yeah. that's a well, big deal and and that's why I want to bring up the Super Bowl is when you were talking about that exact same thing. How many people in the Super Bowl were singing those same words yep. to those songs at that same time? Chanting, and not, screaming, not only that, but the people at home. I at know home, I was. It's televised all over the world, and everyone at that time is singing the same lyrics yep. to the same song. And if the people that are there are able to know what sort of intentions and whatnot to place into that realm uh, and they know that they're going to have this sort of energy all at the same time, you know, who knows, you know, what sort of you, you stuff know, they could pull off. What's, what's interesting is I'm thinking of my kids and the movies that we watch um, with them, like, ch- like children's movies, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a bad guy, let's say, and that bad guy is trying to harness this energy <laughs> and it, it, he, he might be underground and this energy harnessing is coming from um, a place where a bunch of people are and they're like, screaming and hollering from fear and he's down there like ah yes more power more power like that is that exact same idea that we're talking about he's heart like that energy is being harnessed from people that aren't even there he's taking that um uh, well we don't even have to say a kid's movie um the new doctor um uh, um not the new doctor but but the 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 second movie to the shining um doctor sleep have you guys watched that Mm. Uh, so it's a bit of a spoiler, but it's an old movie. Doctor Sleep, what they would do, um, in my opinion, this this was a movie that demonstrated um, the effects of adrenochrome or um, the effects of um, fear and, and how that energy can be transferred. And there was this group, the, the Shining, they were represented as an actual physical entity, and there was about six or seven of them. And there was one that had the um, power of the cunning and, and, and she could harness and, and act as if she was a normal human. All of the other ones were kind of like zombified, not not really human, but they looked human enough that people didn't question. And what they would do is they would find children because children had the purest uh, cunning and the, the uh, purest elements of the shining. And when they they would scare the shit out of these kids, put them in the in as much fear as they possibly could, and then they would slit their throats. And when the the throat would come open and the blood would pull, they would take all of the essence um, of the shining that came from their blood, and they would suck like and they, they would all each get a turn. And the head, the head lady, she would obviously get the most, and they would put this then into um, the head lady would get the most because she would put some of it into this um, this ancient ball, and it was like a, an essential like energy bomb of some sort. Um, but 
what they were doing is they were taking fear and they were taking this energy and using it to bring their levels of power and their levels of control um, to this to this realm. And I just thought it was a great representation of like what goes on today with what's on television, the movies that we watch. Like think about how much fear is involved in watching a movie that like um, I just watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with my daughter and I was like on I was on skates the whole time. It was actually a really good slasher style movie, like old school style movie. Um, no real CGI. It was like all pretty much makeup and um, special effects. And I was just anxious the whole time. And like I was just thinking about how that how they're inciting all this fear. And, um, you know, that's a form of entertainment. That's a form yeah. of adrenaline rush that humans enjoy. And um, just to me, that that is the representation of, of kind of what we were just talking about uh yeah um i mean i i think that that yeah yeah i think there are definitely some parallel themes there uh a few for sure but let's get back to um the ideas of of you know when's when we start things and when we do things matters so like let's take for like right now for example what are the sorts of things like right now that are you know things that people should keep in mind or or well and just like in a general sense like we're just kind of like go with flow you're trying to like, yeah. you know lock into flow and mm -hmm. you know it's really you know how you want to live this you know is really up to you and on what level you know you want to do that or you know certainly if you know I'm you're looking at something like starting a business, like releasing a website, you know, doing yeah. doing something that you've got like a long-term investment that you want to prosper, for example, or or it just depends. Like there's a time to do everything, you know, yeah. from stuff. And, you know, I'm I'm a gardener. I do a lot of that stuff. There's certain times when planting is good, mm -hmm. when, you know, you're just going with flow of like, you know, yeah. when to plant like, leafing plants versus like root vegetables you know sure you know so you can you know do that in a lot of different ways well, and, um, and like nick said earlier you know like like the the earliest civilizations only had the stars to go off of for that sort of thing and it's and it's like um you know uh the the way that that's so not spoken about um uh like in like in those movies like you said when there are people like drawing on fear and they're trying to build power through mass fear or whatever, they never talk about when they're starting it. When, you know, that has just as much to do with, you know, because you can, uh, it, it, like, like, like for instance, if you're a, if you're a terrorist and you blow up a football stadium when there's no one there and you're trying to kill people, you know, you're obviously not going to have as much effectiveness as you would do it at a different time. Mm -hmm. And that's a very base level, sort of morbid you way of could, looking I guess, at it. guess, if but... you wanted to be a, a dark dude, I could be like, hmm, when do I want to elect? But that's the thing. Like, these are, like, morally neutral tools. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know. Yeah, you, you know, can use them for light, good and you can dark, use them for bad. You know, exactly. Whatever, yeah. If I want to murder a bunch of people, yeah. there's a time, you know. Yeah. Wait till know. they can't see you. But that, you know, brings us back to like some 
bigger theological question like why do bad things happen what it also implies is that like some bad things are meant to happen yes yeah like why do we live in a world where you know and like who might benefit from knowing that information if we know that absolutely for sure you know what i'm also like this is also i mean i guess you can you know, just do whatever the hell you want to do when you want to do it. A lot of people, the kind of people who see astrologers are like people who are interested in like predicting things or like mm-hmm. kind of have a real, I want to look ahead. Some people just like hear their inner voice and they go and they do it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't need, they don't worry about it. They just feel the time is right. They're connected in, you know, and they just, they do, you know. Like that gut instinct. You know? Yeah. Or like some people just, you know, they listen when that inner voice says now or yes. Yeah. That's you the know. hardest thing to do, you know, you and, know. and yeah. um, I, I'm kind of dealing with that with my daughter. She's a wrestler and one of the best technical wrestlers that I've been able to watch. And when I say technical, I, I just mean understanding how to perform the moves correctly. But her problem is she doesn't know when the proper time to use that technique is so Mm -hmm. you could be as technical as you want but if you're second guessing and you're not listening to that inner voice um it's it's going to hinder you and in my opinion i played sports my entire life sports is not about thinking while you're in that moment sports is about understanding when to use that instinct you know Mm -hmm. the way you get good at a sport is by repeating a move constantly over and over and over again so it just becomes you know that way um so and anything in life really yeah so that so that your brain doesn't have to think it it just like that's what it knows how to do you know you don't have to think to pitch you don't have to um i'm taking i'll take buck for example you know taking a step back and uh turning to the side and doing a white like you're not doing that you're just you're going through that motion because you've practiced it a thousand times you know um if you i do jujitsu and if you think too much in jujitsu uh you will be five six steps behind it's it's very similar to chess you know um you should be ahead when you're playing those types of games and in my opinion um listening to that inner voice is is the most important thing for humans to learn how to do and with the world that we have now the phones um, all of the interactions that we have the um, manipulations the distractions it makes it very hard for for humans to figure out if it's that voice that's talking or if it's all of this other stuff that's yeah. talking well and um, okay now three things <laughs> um I guess most recently what you just said, um, I think a lot of what I also deal with and see is that like when we were little small kids, there was something in the environment that taught us not to listen to that inner voice when it came up. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we watched a parent deal with it and melt down. We got punished for doing it. Yep. Something yep. happened. So there's mm-hmm. often like, you know, the environmental mismatch going on that mm-hmm. can also cause us to not listen so i want to point that the um there was i'll go in reverse order what you're also saying i I heard this really great astrologer who's uh, like into martial arts and stuff uh austin Coppock. he talks a lot about uh what was called listening chi 
in mm. the arts that like when you're fighting somebody like that's the skill you're using to be like right up on your partner and to know exactly when to strike yes so that you're using that sensing it's like the spidey senses or it's like you're tuning into the force in right. a way yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that you're not like and it's the most economical like you don't want to be like wasting the strike you want your maximum because we're back to venus as like the martial art and like venus the when i work with astrology like that bestows that skill like venus gives you the listening so it's actually like <laughs> venus makes you a good fighter because like Venus will up your listening chi for your avatar, <laughs> so mm -hmm. to speak. And you'll be able to know and Venus is what like always like, I'm here to get the best out of this situation, no matter what it is. So if that's like a stab, a strike, a punch, like I know exactly how to get the best and make the most out of this punch. Because yeah. Venus also knows like everything costs a price and I'm gonna have to spend energy right. to take this guy down. Yeah. So I wanna make it count. And so, yeah, and that's a feminine force, as we call it. That's sure. part of like the the yin side okay. of the Tao, you know, of, you know, yeah. of creation. So, like before we start, like, what's femininity? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, feminine yeah. is weak. And it's like you're using yeah. that yeah. all the time to listen and sense. Sure. Right. Right. So, so when you um, when you specify Venus, like that, because that's the guru of the Earth sort of realm, right? And you said Jupiter is like number, guru yeah. of the heavens, right? Well, yeah, yeah. When we're talking. Talking, yeah. yeah, counselors, like, the, yeah, yeah. The, those operate that way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, Venus is, like, a, the water element. Yes. So it's, like, when you're, like, upping your water skills, you're, like, yeah. you get that fluid kind of Be water, my and, friend. Yeah. I did that exact yeah. impression last yeah. week. <laughs> I did it's that exact best. impression It's, it's the best week. impression. Um, someone didn't listen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said it. Uh, but, no, it's all good. Um, but, no, I... Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, it's so so. Let's well, one of the things at the end of last week's episode, you said you know we didn't even get into the sort of why now, and oh, I think we were referencing um, like the Russia Ukraine situation. And I, I believe that's what we were, we, we were referencing. Of war. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, so so general, so why now? What is going on now? Yeah, well, like we do have like any time that you've got. Um, like anytime that like planets get close to the sun, let's put it that way. Like that's going to be a time when, and th these are also like anything I'm saying here is like, this is like a translatable life skill down to the personal level. Like, sure. This is also happening as above. So our, below, you know, Absolutely. yeah. As within, so without. Yeah. And you know, so like anytime you get, um, planet that gets too close to the sun like you know we've got again because astrology is about light like when you get cl too close to that generator of light like that you know thing becomes unavailable you go blind if you look at the sun not yeah, sure yeah, if yeah. you knew that yeah. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but you know and that's you know because like you know we have that you know relationship of like seeing and knowing you know, if I can see it, I can know it. If I can't see it, it becomes unavailable, you know, or something like that, or becomes like bad for certain things. It becomes especially bad for physical forms, you know, when you kind of do that. But anytime, you know, we've got this kind of interpretive rule that, you know, when a planet like gets too close, we mark that in different ways that we don't need to go into here. But, you know, then at that time, like that 
you know, Star gets robbed of its own light and can like manifest as feelings because of it's being, oversaturated almost because the sun is blasting yeah. it. It's getting burned out or like it dips under the, like the fireball under yeah. there. And so like you can literally feel burn. So anytime like a planet is getting like, you know, there are different words that describe a feeling of agitation and frustration. Yeah. And uh, that can, you know be an omen like now it's like that like that time is you know very yeah. heightened for that and there are other ways to like sort of like hook that planet's condition into like different things you know in your yeah. own life or the chart of a nation or a king or whatever but well and what's yeah. interesting is how many ancient civilizations looked at the sun or the god of war you know it was all they're, they're like that top god was always kind of that archetype essentially mm-hmm. and it wasn't just you know, for the Romans, it wasn't just for the Aztecs and Mayans. It was kind of like that universally. Uh, and I, I just thought that that was interesting. You're, you're, you're not talking yeah. about these these um, individuals. You're, it's more like you're talking about that archetype. Yeah, like when does a when does a planet start signifying this? Like you know, I'm like mm, someone's gonna feel like they've been robbed of their own light because like the king, like the sun came and you know, or yeah. Um, or it simply also means it's time for secret things. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. time to do things, you know, because uh, that sun can act as a cover or a shield as well, and you know, equally. Mm. But, but you know, just like you know, war is usually a state of agitation or frustration, or when something gets alarmed, or when someone feels robbed, it you know serves as you know impetus for things like that. So like we do have that going on. That happens all the time, you know, <laughs> like every year. Oh like yeah, absolutely. Once a month, you know, like you know, constantly doing things and. Um, so, um, and then, yeah, I think that was probably the, one of the major ones we had, um, like, you know, just like major transitions going through there. Um, I think, you know, also it brings us back to, there was something, um, Nick just said about like that war God thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it brought me back to like again like that like those two signs of Aries and Libra have like so much to I think say about like how we uh, operate here on Earth or how we handle the balance of equality like both of those things and you know it like how do you like time when to go to war or something because like we have like a whole the the star of Mars like we've got a whole star you know, that whose job it is to like use force, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and you know, so it's like under what conditions, like, are we using force? When is it, you know, time to be, you know, doing that. And, um, you know, you know, like the sign of Aries is like Mars is, you know, like main powerhouse there. And that's, you know, like the war zone. And, but like, how is that different than Libra? And I was talking, you know, like with my friend the other night about that. And it's sort of that polarity is like, has a lot to do with like the goal that we're going for versus the journey and how we get there. Like those are two sort of polarized things. Cause like, you know, our inner warrior, I wanted to, you know, bring into the some like you know pro mars because like last week's convo was kind of like a little bit. here's why venus goes to war yeah, it's like yeah, when the yeah. two-way trade breaks down and like you know we we're ready to start slicing but you know it's like 
in astrology is built in like every single one of us has a great battle to fight. Yeah. You know, even just personally, we all have Mars doing things. There's a star for it and like every one of us has it. And like, I'm like a game guy and I was gonna like say earlier, like another reason like we do this astrology thing is like in the first place, we were talking about like, do you just listen to your inner voice and go for it or do you go see the astrologer? But like, you know, going to see the astrologer is like, I want to win the game. If you're interested yeah. in the high score, yeah. then you want to go to the predictor and be like, how do I play these odds? Yeah. Because Mercury, the game master, is just trying to get that high score. Absolutely. And that's how, like, you know, we're doing. So you don't need to. You can still beat hmm. the game, but you can, like, also then, like, I want to get that high score. And, like, yeah. you know, how well do you want? And that's what we're using, you know, our Buddha skills for. Um, but, you know, cycling back, though, like, to... That you no know, now within that game we all have the Mars floor of the game that we have to clear mm -hmm. you know so we all have a battle where we can't let anything get in our way we can't even let the odds get in our way you know because Mercury mm -hmm. like then the game master is going to be like you have a thousand to one chance of winning this battle but like to the to a one part of it the warriors are like pardon my friends but like fuck those odds mm -hmm. I'm doing this anyway. Yeah, and like we all have that somewhere. Every single one, of us, we have two houses on the wheel. It's that, you know that it's that Mamba mentality. Mm -hmm. That's the um, Kobe Bryant. That's yeah. um, a lot of athletes have and that athletes, mentality. Yeah, Mars yeah, is gonna good. Mars, good team player, good athlete. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But like, so it's like you know we all, and that means we have to use force in a particular way, mm -hmm. and. You know, like more productively on a on a sports know. field or a court of some kind, you know. Yeah. Or like I can't there. let these odds stop me. Oh, like, gotcha, gotcha, you gotcha. Know, or like that like the, the force is stopping circuit. your progress. Or, or if anything. there's an obstacle, like like Mars's main version is to say, No, you're not getting in. You know, in one set. But or, you know, if like I have to go somewhere and there's an obstacle my way, it's all like nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to get through that. Yeah. And that's like, whatever that obstacle looks like can be enemy. I have to start this business. Yeah. I've got to find a man. I've got to, you know, whatever it yeah. is like, but like, you know, there's some battle like, and if you yeah, have Mars rules, your spouse, then like, yeah, you're probably going to have to like fight for that mayor or with that person, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah you know, for sure. there's a battle. So like, yeah, we all, have to be focused on the goal and like Mars and the sun, the gold medal, like goes right hand in hand. Um, and that's, you know, where I'm saying like, that's more focused on the, on the goal or the destination, but then you're no, we have, but like we, we don't have it. Some stuff we need from the world outside and I've got to get some of that stuff. And now trade becomes important and I've got to make sure, yeah, I know I have to get to Hyrule castle and get Zelda, but, it's going to be a lot easier to get there if I've got a horse and I've got food and I've got weapons and I've got like, you know, all that yeah. stuff that we use the Libra Venus diplomacy skills because like we don't have everything yeah. in yeah. ourselves. We need food. I've got to get stuff. So, yeah, yeah. companionship, so, whatever. Yeah, we've got to fight that battle. That's know? a great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been talking with my daughter. She's 13. Um, sorry. 14 <laughs> um we love you and she is uh <laughs> she's a she's a freshman so i mean she's becoming a woman and she's going through a lot and one of it is just dealing with herself dealing with her thoughts her emotions um 
her depressions, you know, the things that hold her back. And I literally had this conversation with her and it, it, it makes me feel good that there is, that it's, there seems to be something behind me. You know, it's not just me talking based on my feelings. Like the way you're explaining this is like, you really cleared up a lot of things. Like I, I was just telling her things that I thought was better than what I did. I didn't didn't necessarily know, but I know what I know. And I know that if you let things hold you back, if you listen to that inner voice in the wrong way or not listen to it at all, you know, you're going to have issues. Um, and the way to fight those things is to continuously put yourself in situations to where that voice talks and you can determine if that is the voice for sure, if you've listened to that voice a million times, there's no way you can't distinguish what, like when, when that voice is talking to you, you know, she can hear me out of the crowd. She don't have to see me, but in a, in a wrestling match, she can hear my voice. And that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about when I was trying to explain to her. And what you just said really kind of made me feel like I was going in the right direction. Yeah. And, and that's also like the sort of that's the mercurial sort of approach of the like put yourself in those situations to where you do know that inner voice better because you have to just have to try it until and you have to learn through that sort of, you know, approach. And like, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, in the technique I work with, like a lot of stuff blocks that, you know, now we're getting into like the astrology of like personal and like that, you yeah. know, yeah. Th- that, but like, you know, fear mm-hmm. is like one of them, but, uh, you know, excessive excitement can do that as well. Like you get like, I'm real jazzed up and stuff that can also make you make decisions that if your vendor voice is like, don't do that, you're like, you yeah. know we're like super excited about it. So we don't necessarily listen to the best thing in us or, you know, or there's the agitation, like, like with you like get too close to the sun, you start to burn and like yeah. things don't work and you just get angry. And there's yeah. like a frustrate. You're so frustrated. You're not listening or something. There's yeah. a lot of, yeah, different conditions. So that means like there are different times to do things, you know, like you're just like trying to dance with time in that way. And, if you like, you know, work with your own chart and you're like, okay, I know, you know, this one is yeah, happy over here, but you know, I'm really listening to my inner voice when I do the thing that this planet signifies. Like, you know, you got a great Mars, you're probably listening, you know, when you do Mars things and like you're real tuned into that. Like, cause you know, that's, you've got good habits built in or your environment supported that. Or when you did that thing, you got like a lot of positive feedback, but then there's going to be other stuff where, you know, when I do this thing, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like an idiot. I, you know, no one loves me. That's the biggie. Like if I do this thing, nobody will love me. But, you know, and so we shut off that inner voice when it's telling us you need to, it's time. And like astrology is just time. So like when that comes, it's like, it's time to do this thing. And you shut that down, you know, because you're like, but nobody will love me if I do it. Yeah. But and that's where you have to do it. That's I think kids in today's world, that's where a lot of the depression and kids are coming from because I don't know that parents understand that. And honestly, until you described it like that, I don't know that I understood that quite the way that I yeah. should have. And when you're not, even if your kids aren't, didn't perform the way that you know that they can perform, 
um, what they're most worried about is if you enjoyed watching them or, it, you know, how you thought they did. And, you know, while you can tell them you could have done better at this, but, you know, maybe not even say that. Maybe just you did great today. I was really happy watching you. And then let the day pass and then go back the next day and talk about it. And, and you know, like time, you know, there, there's a perfect time to do things. There is a right time to let somebody know that you can do this better. Maybe not right after they've done something and they know that they probably could have done something better. And, you know, it makes them feel some type of way towards you as a parent or whatnot. Um, yeah, like the kicker with this stuff, like, is like when I do like the astrology of family, it's just interpersonal, you know, but if it's like a family or something, parent to child, like you've got this parent that's like rocking at this one thing, you know, they've got the killer Mars in their chart. So like whenever they go to like fix it and solve that problem, like, man, like, yes, listening to that, feeling good and validated, but then like the kids got really bad mar like maybe it's like you know joined the sun or something and so like you know you've got they had like this super stellar role model of it but they themselves feel like a failure and feel robbed because i can never live up to as good as mom was when she did mm. it and so i just feel like crap and i'm stupid you know and then i don't listen to my inner voice because like that's not how mom would have done it right or we yeah. got a lot of stuff <laughs> wow. like that so you when you start combining people and families yeah. like you got these different but they're born at different times mm -hmm. like when they were supposed supposed to be you know but we get that differing but that's but that's allotment. why yeah. but that's again why this sort of stuff can matter and why if it if, matters because it like it feels like we try and like make each other invisible yeah if we're not doing it sorry to interrupt you no but no, like, no yeah you know like i don't feel loved or i don't exist because i yeah. like the environment isn't mirroring that back to us or something, you know? Sure. And then we stop listening to ourselves, mm -hmm. but like we have to like sometimes push through that or yeah. learn the new habit, even though the environment didn't support it when I grew up. But but now we're into free will. Yeah. And there was that fate free will talk we were having earlier <laughs> and like how we absolutely or how we use our mercury to play the game better. And like I like I know now I just have to like pretend like I know the skill and like fake it till you feel it. Sure. And, it. and I mean so which is why people I think would benefit from you know, having uh, a breakdown from you. And, you know, yeah. uh, so pl plug your email for us again. Yeah. Uh, Sacred Space Astrology at gmail.com. Yeah. Hit Jared up. Um, if you yeah. have, you know, a lot of shit going on in your life and you would maybe like uh, some insight into, uh, you know, the best maybe times or uh, ways to approach those things. Obviously, it's not going to be a eight ball where you shake it for the next step. That's not how that works. But, you know, what if, do I do next? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what to do. Well, you know, maybe you don't need to do anything right now. You or know maybe what I mean? You like, don't even need to know. Exactly. And that's the other thing is I think so much of science is I mean, obviously, science is valuable because of the explanations it provides. Mm -hmm. But I think people requiring the explanation for something to exist can be limiting like because just because we don't have the explanation of why you know when mars is in this house it affects this thing like we don't need to necessarily have that spilled out in front of us in order for it to you know have an effect and i think that um like i mentioned it on the last podcast and i'll mention it again warren buffett himself said that millionaires do not bother themselves with 
uh, horoscopes billionaires do. And like you said, mm, when high to, score. Yeah, when exactly when to start shit matters. When to end shit matters. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. So ending things is one of the hardest things yeah, we man. have to do as humans. And like, we're even astrologically stacked, sort of against us. Like letting go of stuff and ending is hard. Yeah, it is. Um, BJ, how long we've been going, man? One hour, man, dude. It I'm ain't like, hard to end in an hour, dude. It is. It is. <laughs> like last week, I was off it. by ten minutes. Last week, I was off by ten minutes. This week, right on it. I love I'm it. Good. Um, but let's uh, let's kind of start to wrap this thing up. Um, so BJ, I would. L- I mean, and Nick, maybe if you would be up for this, I would love to see uh, Jared do, um, like, I don't know, maybe do like a conjoined reading of ours i think that'd be kind of cool maybe do something on air would you be down for I'm that i'm sure we could find something to talk about absolutely, absolutely. yeah for sure <laughs> that well, like awesome. that, like that'd be awesome yeah. to say do you yeah. know what time you were born do you know that the t- do you yeah. have your birth certificate, birth certificate. Yeah. i have my birth certificate yeah it'd be yeah. on there mm-hmm. um because okay. that that does play a role as well um but uh y'all uh, just a reminder one more time indie craft brew april 12th matt alano martin uh, is going to be closing out that show it's free um indie craft brew tap room a whole lot of fun uh i'm gonna be going out doing some more open mics here so i'll have some more shows to announce after that um and uh nick do you want to plug any social media or anything in oaks 55 wherever you want to look for me there we go and uh jared sacred space astrology mm-hmm. at gmail.com uh do i love having you in here Thank um you. it's very like you know um, the conversations that we have off mic are always a lot of fun, but being able to come in here and sort of like, you know, kind of get deep. after it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and sort of break it down a little bit because I think there are times when we're talking that like something you'll say will have so much like will hit so many boxes for me that I'm like going down those and I'm like, oh shit, he's still talking and there's shit I still want to hear. So (laughs) like being able to record them like this, I can go back and listen and be like, yeah, when my ADHD sort of dissociates for a second, I can go back and catch all the stuff that, you know, I'm, I I maybe uh, missed out on in the second, but no, it's a, it's a whole lot of fun and I look forward to having you back in. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks y'all so much at uncle Buck's house. We're going out to Jimi Hendrix's little wing today. Thank <laughs> you.